Welcome to the First 90 Days podcast, bringing you the real story of how to go from idea to business in just 90 days. This podcast is focused on the journey of building startup Upski, a website performance monitoring tool. I'm your host, Lauren Davis, founder of The Growth Academy. And I'm Mark Berman, co-founder of What What Ventures and founder and head of product of the startup Upski. So today is day 41 of the first 90 days called Simple Hacks to Get More Leads. <laughs> In the last episode, we talked about the importance of lead generation, some tools that can help you to automate the process of getting leads for your business. And we talked about value and the perception of customers uh, seeing value for your business and what you offer free and then ultimately sell to them uh, later on. So today we move on and we talk about some tactics to double down on the number of leads that you're bringing into your business. So Mark, I thought to start with, before we get into the hacks or or strategies themselves to generate more leads, we might just touch on the various stages of business growth or or launch that we've been talking about for Upski, because I think it's important to think about generating leads uh, within those phases themselves. And we might approach it in different ways, or I I suggest we approach it in different ways. So by stages, I mean, you know, we've decided or discussed offering firstly a beta, so an invitation to participate in the beta for Upski and experience the product in its beta form to for us to then get feedback from those customers and make sure we're when we do our full launch or a hard launch. Uh, later on, we really are going to market with the best possible product. So do you want to just give us a little bit more information on on that and uh, whether you agree or whether there's another stage? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, part of what we've, what we've been trying to do at WhatWat is, you know, try to validate a hypothesis as quickly as possible. So the idea of, you know, maybe having a soft launch is to get feedback from a small trusted community and this may be friends friends of friends family colleagues and so on so the intention here is i don't know maybe like a hundred people as an example you know that would get an invite we know that i mean we've obviously trying to have the best most polished or as polished as makes sense at this moment in time offering but it's intended, everything is intended to be functional, usable, well thought out, and so on. And the whole point behind doing a soft launch is, you know, we've all been in the weeds for some time. Um, maybe we've overlooked something, you know, maybe um, how we've explained something is illogical or words that we use just doesn't make sense or is confusing. And that's really the, you know, the main focus behind the soft launch is to try to get feedback as quickly as possible, but in a way that isn't going to damage the brand because of, you know, who's going to be using the the feature set uh, and then use that feedback to, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's just small tweaks that need to be made, but make those tweaks as quickly as possible and then really open up the floodgates, you know, for, I guess, a, you know, hard, hard launch um, and hard launch would imply all of our ads get switched on, uh, you know, any type of third party websites, you know, like a Reddit or whoever that we might, cross post to whatever that all those sites become live in terms of, of what we're posting to. And that's, you know, simplistically two phases, but two very big phases. And then there's a whole bunch of sub activities that happen, you know, after each, but 
um, let me pause there and, and see if you have any have any questions. Cool. No, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting when we talk about this beta invitation because there's obviously a huge benefit in in taking this approach from a from a product perspective, from a you know getting the learnings, iterating, and and going to market with the best solution. But I also think there's a huge benefit from a marketing perspective, and having that almost a hundred person cap on the beta and the exclusivity message surrounding your soft launch can can actually go a long way in in driving you know, word of mouth about the product and almost uh, building demand for it so that when you do open the floodgates, as we say, and let customers, any customers experience the product as, as they will, there's hopefully, you know, a solid demand and, and almost, yeah, respect, respect for the product and the brand as soon as that happens. So I think, I think the beta invitation is a, a really, really good approach and something I've also used with you know, clients, entrepreneurs in the past, and we've seen, yeah, two, I guess a twofold benefit. So fully supportive of this approach. Great. You know, be curious to get your thoughts on other approaches that maybe you've used in the past or that might be worth sharing with the audience, you know, maybe for different types of businesses and, and, and so on. In terms of, yeah, in terms of getting leads in the two different stages? Just in terms of, uh, you know, in, in terms of trying to generate more leads, any tips or tricks or, or tactics? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think what's nice about doing the beta invitation is, well, twofold. Firstly, the people who do receive the invitation, and you mentioned friends and family, but I also think this is where you can look at strategic partners. So are there are a couple of strategic partners, whether they're corporates or people who have a fairly large but similar audience to who you will want to ultimately target, even influencers um, thinking social or someone with a blog with a, a fairly good following of people who could be high-value customers for you, how delivering the invitation to them and getting them participating as part of the beta and almost feeling like they're part of building the product themselves can be a really good strategy to getting as many leads as possible during that stage. And I think a lead during that stage doesn't have to be someone who actually uses the product. Another a really good thing about having this beta invitation is you can hit your 100 cap or, or whatever you decide and then have a wait list. So, you know, a, a previous client I worked for was a, a marketplace for contract and temporary workers. We did a similar thing with a beta. We brought one corporate on and we had three on the wait list. And so by the time we actually launched, we had about 20 jobs to list in the pipeline and almost a thousand freelancers ready to go. And sure, the, the conversion may not be as great as if you had just let someone use the product initially, but it definitely does build the buzz and the hype and almost the prestige for your business because it, people, want, people want what they can't have uh, in life. And I think it does translate to startups. So I guess that's my, that's my thoughts on leads for the beta. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and then, you know, I'll, there's a num there's so many different ways that you can generate leads, but I tend to bucket it into four groups, and this is at least where I would focus my effort and, and where we will focus our effort for Upski. And so what we've talked about firstly is leveraging existing audiences. So who are your strategic partners or businesses or influencers who have an audience that if you get them on side, whether it's because they see the value in your business or even if you potentially have to pay them as you do some social media influences, for example, how can you find people with a really 
relevant, valuable audience for you, use the partnership and their influence to bring them over to your business as leads. Uh, so I think that's the first, which works in both stages. The second is following on from that a little is social media. So social is essentially how word of mouth works online. So what is the digital word of mouth is how people interact on social media platforms. So there's a few ways of doing this. In the same way as you would use strategic partners, how can you find groups of your customers online? So for example, on Facebook, there's huge groups of people with similar interests or similar roles or even in similar locations. So for us, it might be targeting and and building relationships and, and influence within say DevOps groups in the States or South Africa or the UK or, you know, the world, or finding early stage entrepreneurs who are all part of a Facebook group trying to support each other. And we can also support them by offering the features that, that Upski will offer. Uh, so yes, tapping into those groups, I think is another good way you can reach a large audience. And also it's free. It's, it's free to interact in those groups if you do it in the right way. You know, you don't want to spam people, but if you're authentic and, and again, offering real value, which we talked about in the last podcast, then I think you can get a great return from that. Again, on, on social, you can obviously run paid ads, which, you know, we will do at least to start off with, because you need some leads coming in before you can then ask them to refer out to their friends, which I'll also talk about. But yeah, how can you do paid ads? Social media gives you a really low cost of of getting leads if you do it in the right way facebook in particular and then also just tap into new things that are happening so facebook live for example right now notifies all of your followers if you're doing it so if we're game which i'm hoping we are how can we do a live video potentially you know a product walkthrough showing people how we use the product ourselves and building that kind of human aspect behind the brand that's awesome lauren those are some great tips cool and then you know, I, I alluded to this one, but okay, so let's say we're using social or tapping into partnerships and, and getting people to come to the product. Then how can you build things into your product that firstly capture as many leads as possible? So the pesky pop-ups that most people hate, but I love, you know, someone's about to leave your site and there's a pop-up saying, you know, don't leave, give us your email for a free site or a free subscription or for this offer, depending on what your business is. People don't like them, but they're hugely effective. So thinking about things like that or inflow. So if you're a content heavy business, how can you give away content or, or a special offer within blog posts that are related to that? So it's, it's within the discovery experience. Customers don't feel like it's the hard sell. So they're more likely to, to want to accept the value that you're offering. And then the fourth, which is, which is again an inflow aspect, is thinking about referrals. So you know, my, my background, I've worked with a lot of marketplace businesses specifically where you've got two distinctly different groups of customers coming in. Uh, and even in a non-marketplace and in more e-commerce, you still have distinctive groups of customers. Like for us, we keep talking about our entrepreneurs and our DevOps. So how can you build referrals within those groups and between those groups into your product, whether it's within sign up or for us, it might be down the track once you've had a, a good experience with Upski and we've almost built that our credibility and, and social collateral so then we can be in a position to ask people to refer us out. And what you want to aim for 
we used to call it the viral loop, but essentially what you want to aim for is as you're bringing one person in, they're bringing slightly over one person in on your behalf. So, you know, for every 10 people, we sign up to upski through our partners or paid ads or whatever else we decide to do. Each one of those people ideally is bringing in, say, two of their own contacts. And that's how you get the true exponential growth that I think we should be aiming for. Totally agree. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> hopefully that all makes sense. It's a bit of a laundry list, but I, I really do have a lot of things that I'm excited to try for Upski. And, you know, as always, and we keep talking about, it is test and learn. So it's about being strategic and, and picking one or two things that are distinct that you can try initially and then forecasting and tracking exactly how they do perform. And, you know, if something doesn't work, then move on. You can always come back to it, but, you know, yeah, as quickly as possible getting to the one thing that's that's really going to work and, and grow your business for you. Cool. Do you want to say anything else on this topic or shall I wrap? No, I think it's great. I think you've you've covered... I've had my rant. <laughs> you've covered some, some good points, yeah. Cool, guys. So I think we'll leave it there. We've given our listeners a bit of a laundry list to go away and explore uh, and ourselves, actually. So thanks, everyone. And thanks, Mark, for being on the first 90 Days podcast. You can access the audio anytime through the Growth Academy blog. So tune in next week, which is when we talk about turning your leads into real customers and the different types of campaigns you can run through email or uh, on in the Upski situation through our various chatbots and integrations and how you can build those lasting relationships in an automated way. So as always, think big, start small and act fast.